Each week, we take a moment, sit down, and talk about things going on at the road in what we call the Road Detour. Hey guys, welcome to the Road Detour. I'm here with my good buddy Matthew, and uh, we're going to take a little time out of our day just to look back at last week's message, look ahead. Matthew's going to be preaching this Sunday and uh, talk about uh, really what's happening in our lives. So last week we looked at that foundational parable, the sower and the seed, lays the foundation for how everything else is understood. Jesus kind of giving us some overarching principles to help us maximize spiritual impact uh, of of the word, the seed that's sown in our lives. And man, a, a couple of takeaways ways uh, from that it that so that soil in any given season of life man we're going to be struggling with one of those right that overcrowded mm-hmm. life there's not That's a good. person that we know that doesn't strustruggle with the issue of having in the overcrowded life yeah that's really good you know I was thinking over the message that you preached on Sunday a couple things is that really kind of that I began to think through for me and how, how it applies is what seed am I sowing into the lives of others right? You said something to me one time about how I am a dad, and you said an, an angry dad will have angry kids, mm-hmm. right? And so if I'm letting my anger be what I'm sowing, then my kid's going to reap a harvest of anger because right. that's what I just sowed into their life. And so just taking it not only from the concept of the gospel, but just from what are the seeds that I'm casting into my ha- my family, into my community, um, which is so impactful for me. I really appreciated that word from you. You know, I've, uh, you say that, it makes me think. I went through a season in the lives of my kids where, where their hearts became hard to what I was sowing. Wow. Uh, be- because mm-hmm. of uh, just the the challenge of growing up and parenting and stuff. Yeah. And, and I watched them, and you guys will know this, they got the head nod, right? Mm-hmm. They gave me the head nod, but none of it was going home. It was just like, I'm, I'm nodding my head, so you'll mm-hmm. hurry up and be quiet. And, uh, and, and their heart had become hard. Um, yeah. Well, and I think look as a as a dad, right? But also as a pastor, you said it on Sunday again. Such such a great word is hey. The you said, um, which you're an incredible pastor by the way. But you said the worst pastor I was was when I was an angry pastor or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. remember exactly. Right. What you said. That's what it said. Yeah. Is is, um, it's almost like for my kids, and I and I even get it as far as like connect groups and other things. Is that it's like I and other dudes specifically because I see how hard life can be, how much they want change in their life, but the, their, the unwillingness to do mm-hmm. what needs to be done. And I, and I can get so frustrated with my own kids, right? It's like, I see what you need to do to, to fix this issue. Just do what I'm telling you. And, and I, my anger, I mean, I can get hot right now thinking about it, right? Mm-hmm. My anger starts to increase, but doesn't change necessarily what my kids do. No, I know what they need to do. It, Steph, yeah. Steph would tell me, Steph is my wife, if you don't know, she would tell me saying it more often and saying it louder doesn't help people hear it any better. <laughs> and it's just very true. It's very true. And that's my default, right? You didn't hear me the first time. Let me repeat it 27 times and get louder every time. And and mm-hmm. all you do is you push people away and you shut them down. What do you think? I know this has been on your spot. What do you think as parents, right, and as friends that we can do to help prepare the soil of the people? Wow, what a great question. Wow, what a great question. I think there's huge value in creating, like every every plant life grows in an environment, Yeah. right? And so if you think about this, the environment hardens the soil. Uh-huh, yeah. The environment, yeah. the environment really doesn't make the soil shallow, but the environment can overcrowd the soil. Yeah. Is that creating an environment, especially with your family, mm-hmm. where where the soil can be addressed, you know, and and I grew up. My generation. You know, I'm I'm 20 years older than you, and my generation operated on fear. 
fear and intimidation. Yeah. Every coach I ever had, I was afraid of, right? And mm. they made me learn to hate some things in life because yeah. uh, I did what I did, not because I was trying to get better. It's because I was afraid not to um, and, and being screamed at, being yelled at. And then then you kind of become a parent yeah. Yeah. Who, who does that. Yeah. Um, and, and creating that environment where it's mm. okay to say, hey, listen, man, what I see as a friend is, yeah. man, you're just really busy right now. Yeah. And not, and giving you the opportunity to process that, uh, creating an environment for growth. Yeah. Just like a plant. No, that's really good. You know, the more I walk all over my family, the harder their ground gets because I've been walking all over. And that's really good. That's so good. And, you know, one of the things um, that I love about Jesus' teaching, specifically in the parables, is that he begins, he uses things that we can relate to. You talked about this on Sunday to give us this spiritual insight into what's happening in the world. And I'm really excited about this entire series because we're looking at a very tangible um, look at how can we live out our faith, looking at things that God has showed us um, about the day the day ends mm-hmm. of, of life. Tell them what you're going to do Sunday. Yeah, you know, this Sunday we're talking about uh, salt and light. And mm-hmm. one of the things that just really impressed upon me, again, we talk about, uh, at our family, we make fun of what we put salt on, right? And so um, I think you, you like salt uh, on your watermelon. watermelon, brother, put it on it. That's disgusting. All right, yeah, so, I love my salty watermelon. No, that's gross. So, but here's the deal, right? Is that, Salt again, and pepper on cantaloupe? I Actually, I put pepper on my cantaloupe, and this is real, this may be TMI. My grandpa said that if you would put pepper on cantaloupe, that you would have less gas. <laughs> well, I haven't heard that one before. But <laughs> I, don't you heard it first, I don't know if it's right? I don't know if it works. <laughs> However, the... Um, so I do do that um, because I have a reputation in my house that I don't do dirty things. But uh, but here, here's the reality is if we're just looking at the basic idea of Jesus looking to the people saying, hey, you're salt and you're light, is that salt, like it preserves, it, it enhances the flavor. Um, it uses an antiseptic, right? Because um, I might actually use this as an example, but if I have a sore throat, the thing that my grandma will be quick to say, God grow salt, right? Yeah. So the questions that we have to begin to ask ourselves are, you know, what what is my life enhancing? What um, what am am I pres- am I preserving myself? Am I preserving the gospel? Am I what am I preserving? Um, you know, what does my life bring health and healing to? And 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 I think when Jesus looked at disciples, he was looking at them and say, hey who you are and the role you play in this kingdom is so large, so much bigger than you even begin to understand. And when we start looking at, again, just the basic principles of what salt is, what light is, it really begins to make sense. The whole thing of salt bringing flavor, and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I do, you know, do you make the things you're involved in better? There, There was no party that happened in Jesus' day that people didn't want him at. That's true. That's good. I mean, they wanted, they wanted him to mm. be a part of what they were doing. Uh, so much so that it was impossible for him to be a part of everything right, they were doing. But right. he just brought something to the table relationally, socially, that people just craved being around. That's good. You know, as you're saying that, here's what I've realized, and this is kind of a transition for us, <clears throat> is that I can't bring health and healing to a table that I, when I'm not health and healthy and, and I'm not whole. And one of the things that we've talked about uh, right before we started this was really just the concept of, hey, um, we as a people— need to consistently be working on our health and healing. Sometimes that means we go on vacation. Right. And it's okay. It's okay mm. to have a vacation. It's okay to be refreshed. Right. Mm. I, I would challenge you, man, if your vacation is all about running, 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 mm. running, look at it, examine it, <laughs> try to come back refreshed, try to come back renewed. 
but you never take a vacation from your spiritual life, right? I'm telling you, man, the devil, he waits for that moment when you go, okay, I'm free. I don't have to do anything. I got a week off of God. You never got a week off of God. So what are some things we can do while we're on vacation, man, to stay close to God? Yeah, you know, well, I mean, I can say this. One of the things that I actually, I I love our Bible reading plan. I know that sounds silly, but I love what God continues to show. And I'm in a in a group of a bunch of dudes that if I didn't send my Bible reading plan in, they roast uh, you, but they would, yeah, they would, they would not let me get away with that. But you know, I do think um, staying staying in our Bible reading plan. It doesn't take that long to be to to read God's word. I mean, we're literally reading only a chapter. Um, and so I do think doing that, right? Um, and it actually, I think for me as well, um, being away, I can feel the freedom of, I don't have to get it done at a certain time because I don't need to get it done before work. I literally have all day long to do it. So right, I can, right. I, I don't have to rush the process. I can just let it be a part of what I do. Yeah. You know, one of the things we took a little trip with uh, one of our kids and one of the things we did, we had one of our grandchildren, Jonah, riding with us, we played the question game. And, and, and the questions varied in range of, you know, who's the strongest person you know? Who's the funniest person you know? What's your greatest yeah. fear? Mm-hmm. And we really tried to to maximize our time on vacation relationally, mm-hmm. right? And got to talk about some some of the deeper things relationally. Tune in to our, our Facebook, our YouTube uh, live stream on Sunday. Uh, you know, take, take a little bit of time if you're going to be gone on a Sunday and just tune in so, so you stay yeah. on, on the pulse speed of what we're doing. You know, one of the things that I think we've started doing more often now than maybe we've done in the past is having these like very icebreaker type questions that relate to our messages. And so one of that what that does is just really helps carry the conversation further into our family. So Hearing a word and then just talking about the word, major, major benefits. Those questions are posted up every week on Facebook yeah. after, after the message. Every week. And I'm not on Facebook, so I have no idea what's posted there. But I am on Instagram. That's where I keep my pictures of my family. And they were on Instagram, too. And they are on Instagram. I was going to say, every time I, I see them on Insta, the Insta story. And so um, we do have, you said it on Sunday, this is so true. We have access to so much stuff. And um, one of the, the great things of this day and time is, we can be a part of leaning into our relationship with the Lord God um, in many different ways. Oh, yeah. all, all over the world, there's never a time when we don't have access yeah, to things spiritual. Hey, just before we close, what, what's your best vacation? Oh, wow. Ever in my life or yeah. the one I would want yeah. to take? Ever in my life? Yeah. You know, I, and I know it's crazy. Um, I said this last year in a sermon uh, with our, our disabled uh, granddaughter, we made the decision to try to go and, and help their family mm-hmm. have a trip. Uh, and we went as servants. And and so this year, we, we looked at each other, and I'm in a spot in my life where I've got a lot mm-hmm. of vacation time. Um, and we said, we want to try to do that every year. And so we went down, we saw you guys in Galveston, and uh, we never ate a meal out. Wow. Um we cooked, we cooked every meal in the house. Uh, we kept the kids. And uh, it, it's amazing the refreshment that came out of that. Hmm. And and I hmm. wonder if it was because we didn't go with an agenda. And I did some stuff. We did a, a, yeah. some fun stuff. Yeah. But I didn't feel like I was always running to get somewhere. Yeah. Um, that to, to sit with the kids, to watch a movie in the evening, um, to have the time. Yeah, to do yeah. my Bible reading plan. Mm-hmm. It was really a good vacation. I'm I'm one of those guys who pretty much enjoys 
being home. Where, well, where, <laughs> I do like being home, but wherever he's at when he's there. Yeah. Um, so but that's a tough question for me. What about you? Best vacation? You know, I really liked our guy. Our Galveston Strip. Uh, I will say this because when we got here, I'd never been to Galveston. I never even heard of it, honestly, because we went to different beaches. And I heard so much trash talk about Galveston. Like, it's not a good beach. We went, we had the time of our life. We were only there for like three days. Um, but going fishing, running into you guys, it was just real. I enjoyed being able to slow down. And, mm -hmm. you know, I would encourage you guys this. One of the things that has been refreshing as we I've been preparing for some of the messages is that Jesus was strategic, but he was slow oftentimes. I mean, there were people that were mad at him at how slow he seemed to go, but um, he always showed up on time, but he was always ready to make the difference and be the be I love that. Be. So take, be slow. Slow down this summer. I love that word. Enjoy it and uh, come back uh, refreshed. All summer long in the parables, right? Don't miss one. You can catch them online. You can catch up online. Go to our YouTube channel, our Vimeo channel, uh, or Facebook, and yeah. you can catch up so you don't have to miss anything. Uh, salt and light. I'm going to tell you now that two of the better messages for me personally, we have the, the parable of how to invest in people, how to mm. make the most of your money, really working through forgiveness and then and then a parable on prayer, the persistence of prayer that I, for me personally, have been big time. I'm looking forward to. What, you, what, Man, you, what are you looking at? You know what? I'm really excited. I've been reading a lot about the Good Samaritan and just reminded me is that um, we get to sing about the goodness of God here inside the church building. Um, but it's really only when we get outside the walls of the church that we get to demonstrate the love of God. And so... Uh, in very tangible ways. And so I'm really excited about the, the story of the Good Samaritan. In a new way, uh, God's just showed me some things I hadn't seen in a long time. That's good. And so Salt and Light, uh, Good Samaritan, there's a couple more, but I'm, I, it's, it's going to be a great summer series, and uh, I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Hey, thanks for tuning in to The Road Detour. We'll catch you Wednesday, Worship on Wednesday, 6.30, or Sunday at 8, 9.15, 10.30, or 11.45. Love you guys. See ya.